We're back. We are back. We are back. We're no longer MIA. Uh, people were asking for our whereabouts, our health. We we're healthy, thank God. Knock on wood. Uh, we had a bit of a, a bit of a turbulent uh, middle part of the FPS season for CTA due to scheduling and how robust it was. Mo has a real job now. I do have a real job. Yes. Iggy doesn't, but he's always at the field. Yeah. There's, oh. There were so many games. I was playing like eight games a week. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to CTA. For those who don't remember, that's Iggy. Uh, he's replacing PZ, I guess. In place of you, if I'm not here. Yes. Eagles in the nest. And I'm here, Mo Khan. As uh, we're at the... We're past the halfway point now. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're well past the halfway point of the prelim round of the FPF uh, Cup. The Fall Cup. And we'll get to some announcements in a, in a couple seconds here. But just to let everyone know, we're going to be back. We're going to have a set time now. Uh, more likely than not, this will be the Thursday slot slot now moving forward for the remainder of this uh, season. Friday that means mor- episodes go up Friday morning. Friday morning, uh, 9 a.m. So just to give everyone a heads up on what will be the situation. It won't be bouncing to Wednesday, Thursday. It will be Thursday from here on in up until the last day, which is the December 10th, is it? Or December 8th? December 9th? 9th, yeah. Where, where are we playing the finals, by the way? Uh, we'll start on Saturday and potentially Sunday at a bear. Sunday afternoon? Afternoon, evening. Okay. Anyway, you'll figure it out. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll let you know in due time. All right. Uh, let's dive into it. Uh, we'll, we'll have Jerome Hovington on to talk about Tier 3. And uh, Brent Bach and talk about Tier 1 in the uh, in this episode of CTA. Um, just going to recap some stuff. I know there's some stuff that was mentioned early on. But uh, the winter of 2024 will be discussed at a further later on date here. I was just trying to iron out some details about what will be uh, the outlook for that season coming up, which isn't far away when you think about it. We're three, yeah. less than three months away, crazy enough. But the uh, the point of contention that we'll talk about is the rules committee uh, meeting. Mm. Uh, an epic five-hour battle yesterday of rules uh, that was discussed by many uh, who were part of it, uh, the refs, staff members, players included. Um, let's talk about some of the key rules that is going to be in play for winter 2024. Eagle and Iggy, you take the four, please. So... Like you said, five hours, about 60 rules or so that we went through, some of which were repeated, so okay, fine. Some of them were just like little verbiage changes or clarifications of certain items. But I would say the big three, and if you remember other ones, feel free to add in. Co-ed, we will be offering a division that now requires you to have up to three men and three women. So today it's four and two effectively. It's technically the rule is no more than four men. Now it'll be no more than three men. So it really adds a balance to the division itself. Some of the feedback we've gotten in, especially in the upper, the upper division, like tier one or co-ed one in previous seasons, mm-hmm. is that it is still a very much male-dominated division. So whoever has the best male players wins, and then the females are kind of there just to kind of like supplement. Versus now, it really is going to come down wow. to having a proper balance of your team and really building up for it. We were holding back on doing it for a while until we had a larger community, and I think we've kind of reached that point where co-ed has exploded, our women's division has exploded, and we have a lot more demand for it. So I think we think this is the time to actually make that transition to go into a, a larger co-ed tier. All right, so the gender gender ratio, we'll call it that, right? Three 50, male, 50. 50, 50. Three male, three females at all times on the football field. Yep. Um, and that's going to create uh, quite the competition for to have the best females on your roster. Um, going towards week one of 2024. Iggy, the next rule, 
on hand that we can uh, mention. What else did we do? Well, uh, one that's not going to be very well received is we're changing yes. the ma- the minimum points to not play five plays in terms of a delta. Today, if you get to five plays and the point difference is 18 points or more, game it's game is. over. This is now going down to 15 points or more. So explain the reason on why we're going 15 points or more than 18 points or more with five plays. Left. Yeah, yeah. so 18 points used to be just an arbitrary number. We're like, oh, three scores, the game's out of hand. But now with the onside kick, there is a mathematical maximum number of points you can accumulate on your possession plus onside kick plus then two-point convert, which is 14. So think of the situation. You have the ball. You score six. You onside kick, complete it, score six. Then on that second touchdown, you can go for two and get that as well. So two. So six, six, two, you're at 14. So going into five plays, if you're losing by 15 points or more, the game's done. You're not coming back. back. There's nothing you can do about it. The game's effectively over. And so we're not going to play out those five plays at the end. We're going to hear the argument about, oh, but I paid for it, five plays, this and that. Guy, it's garbage time, right? You turn off the game when you're watching it, when the game's already out of hand. Same thing here. We're trying to save a little bit of time as well, just in terms of the fields, because sometimes they run over. And, and, and extracurriculars that happen. Also that. But also, and this is al- allowing us to compensate and now introduce overtime into the regular season. Mm-hmm. So... Regular uh, as of today, uh, game ends in a tie. The game just ends in a tie. Now, what we're proposing and will, what will be in effect as of winter is, and has been approved exactly, is there will be uh, regular season overtime. So it is a one round of extra points uh, shootout where team A or the home team gets to decide if they want to go first or second. Or choose the side of the field that they want to play on, but that's not really an advantage here. Um, and if the team decides to go for first, they have the option to go for one point or two points. If they do not convert, then their opponent has the chance to win the game by either going for one or two. And if they are also unsuccessful, the game will still end in a tie. But if Team A goes on offense and scores one point, or two points, even if they're successful for either one, Team B is forced, must go for two points to either win the game if Team A went for one, or tie the game at two extra points each if they go for two. Uh, And if both teams convert their two-point converts, then the game will still end in a tie. So effectively, we're minimizing the number of uh, potential ties uh, but that came at the cost again of reduced uh, time or reduced uh, fifteen point spread games ending earlier. So essentially, we're trying to increase the odds of having a winner and a loser. Exactly mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Because if you look at the history of FPF, we've had teams who've tied not once, not twice, but three times in the season. That's happened. Yeah. Doesn't help because in the playoff, people say why? Well, in the playoff structure, a tie could help you, but could also kill you. Yeah. Because wins is the first tiebreaker. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and in hindsight, if you get three ties, you're in serious trouble, uh, if, especially if you're a bubble team moving forward. So there's that 
any other key rules that we can mention on there right so now? So I think those are the main ones that uh, were approved. Iggy, can you think of another one that was like significant enough to mention? We're going to have a blog that is going to go out that's going to explain all the changes and everything. And then, of course, we'll have an updated version of the rule book that will yeah. be coming out. Um, but I think that's the main ones. Yeah, the, the, the other one that might not receive a lot of uh, or may receive some criticism, may not receive a lot of love, uh, the curtain one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's actually... Let's elaborate yeah. on that, please. So, so... I would like the people over to see field two, field one action. Is that what it is? No, 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 no it's, it's not that. So when we play on fields that have curtains that are non-transparent, okay? Oh, okay. So, so when I say about this, if you've played in the Lachine Dome previously... Brossard. Brossard. Mary no, Vic. no, well, Brossard, no, different. Um, Mary Vic. Mary Vic... Not Hebert, because Hebert, no. it's a, it, you can see through it, right? Tap but any no. of the ones that have the dark curtain, essentially, that you can't see to the other field, what a lot of people were doing were using the curtains to brace themselves when they're coming in with a lot of speed, but not just, like, catch themselves lightly. Like, literally end up on the other field. Yeah. The curtain goes flying, and we've had a couple cases where referees and scorekeepers and other uh, people were getting hurt because they would literally get, like, leveled. undercut, like, level, just cleared, blindside hit from a guy running into the curtain. And so it became an, actually a dangerous situation. We had to send out an uh, email to captains to warn them of it, and it still didn't change. So that'll now be a pseudo-objectionable conduct penalty without the OC. So it's 10 yards. You don't get kicked out of the game, but it's 10 yards. It's a 10-yard... momentum carried you out and hit... The curtains. Momentum so, carrying you out is one thing. Yeah. If you crash into the curtain and, and go ten feet extra onto the other field, onto the other field, then we're like it's exaggerated momentum. So just so making a play on the ball and going and grabbing it and toe tapping on the sideline, and your shoulder happens to touch the curtain, mm -hmm. is not going to be considered uh, for this for this type of and it's being called unnecessary contact. As a penalty, running into the curtain. Uh, this is truly the ones where there's the two-hand shove, someone darting through, and they end up on the other field. Mm -hmm. So you're playing on field two, and you go so fast and so hard without, without regard, really, mm -hmm. that you end up on field one. Yeah, so so it's, 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 it's clear and obvious when, when, when this happens. Right. Okay. And, it's, and it's literally within, like, I've seen reps be two yards from absolutely getting leveled and smacked. And, and, and there have been injuries in the past where yes. people have been two weeks off from work because they, they got so injured. Yeah, and I think an easy way for people to understand this is if you're playing on field one or three at a complex that has walls you would not hit the wall the way you would hit a curtain. And yeah. so that's what we want to try and enforce in terms of like pretend it's a wall and you don't know what's behind you and you can injure someone in the process. Right. Control your speed, control your body. Okay, fair enough. And so there'll be more of that. Blog will come out. Um, all the rules will be updated, uh, but those are the major ones uh, to look forward to for winter 2024 and beyond. There is a couple more, which we're not going to talk about today, but we've already voted on which we're going to pilot next Fall Cup. That's what we call it, tease. That is a tease. Yeah. A year-long tease. tease. And let's just say with the, and this is a, a foreshadowing for a future segment, mm -hmm. with uh, certain sports becoming more mainstream on the international stage cricket, in yes. a few years. Cricket, yes. Yeah, cricket. That we're going to be 
experimenting with moving our rule book in that direction. Well, cricket plays 20 overs. That's so I'm going to leave it at that. And cricket we'll plays see 20 overs. I'm not sure how that applies to that PF. We'll find out, though. Okay, uh, we, we're going to have Brent Bakken on with us um, in, the eight, well, in the first hour of the show here in the next few minutes. Let's dive into co-ed then. In the meantime, I'll get Brent ready to roll here. Uh, okay, Iggs, we talked about co-ed one. Yeah. Uh, we're starting to get a clearer picture of how this is starting to unfold with co-ed one. Um, in your mind, with your experience right now, is it a three or four horse race for the top tier or the top spot of co-ed one? So when, when you wrote the question, the standings didn't look the, the way they do right now as they appear on screen. So he got lucky. So now I, I think the question still applies, though. But my previous answer uh, was a three horse race. Now, however, I believe it is a four-horse race that you're suggesting mm -hmm. with the top four here. Mm -hmm. um, or, I don't know, actually, I'm not too sure how I feel about that. I mean, Kiss My End Zone needs... Uh, they, they win, and they wrap up the number one seed. Mm -hmm. uh, Easy Fun can also wrap up the number two seed if they win their final game. So, is your question is about the number one seed. Now, we'll see, because IG team has two games in hand. They have a game in hand right now. They have two games to go, right? So if they run the lot. They can go 5-2-1. and one. They run the lot. They could, if there's no lot, if there's a loss for Kiss My End Zone, can finish first place. Yeah. So are we looking at a two-horse race? Are no. a three-horse race? What are we looking right, at? Right, right, right. So, yeah, so never mind. So it's not a four-horse race because plenty of fish can only pick up nine points. Yeah. Kiss My End Zone uh, already have ten. So, um, so yeah, it's a three-horse three race. Now, who do you, who do you think is going to end up with a number one seat? I'm very, I'm very fascinated by IG team. Yeah, uh, I know they've been banged up. A little up and down. Up and you down. Know, they started very hot, right? Yeah, like Jinsley, Jinsley, Alexi. Sorry, I was, I was seeing Jinsley as his name, but Jinsley Alexi it is his name. I know. I was seeing Jinsley, like Jins, then Lee, right? <laughs> That's how I was thinking. Jins. Uh, but prime time, look, he's been banged up, right? He's not healthy. He's not playing full, uh, yeah. full strength right now at the quarterback position. I mean, there was a game where he was literally on one leg, yeah, practically. Um, but you know, they, they've had some weird moments. Like, they were playing balls deep at Mary Vic a couple weeks ago. Deep balls. Uh, yeah, deep balls, sorry. And they were in control of the game, but then he just threw some bad, like, picks, you know, and some bad throws. Like, you can't do that against better teams like Kiss My End Zone or, or even Easy Fun. But I, I think they can make a run for it for the top spot. If maybe not the first, then for sure the second place spot because I think they do have Easy Fun's number in terms of how they match up with them, which I did see them play earlier this season. Mm -hmm. uh, plenty of fish. Uh, like, they're going to – look. Good team. Real they're a good, good team. team. They should hold on to the fourth spot, which will give them double elimination, elimination status, which is yeah. good for them. But I just think right now, IG is the one I'm circling that is going to be fascinating. Can they cash in on that game in hand here to give them nine points and maybe, maybe a chance to get the first seed? So I don't, I don't think it's going to matter. So Kiss My End Zone and Easy Fun both play deep balls. So really, it's how do you feel like those, those games are going to end up? Kiss well, My I, End Zone versus deep balls. I think deep balls is a trickier match for uh, for um for easy fun because of their size yeah size and then and they've improved uh they've, they've improved every year that they've been in this league as a team and to see what they did against ig team even though it wasn't a close game mm -hmm. they they were still competitive okay i just think they have to they have to hit their they have to hit early so when they hit early they have to be in rhythm with their completions and try to get a turnover or two along the way if they can do that I give them a chance in, in, in that final run of games that's going to be played that they can upset one of those two teams at some point. 
to me, it's just their offense doesn't necessarily give them that that opportunity. Uh, they've I if I look quickly, they've scored a season high of twenty six points. Yeah. So I don't think twenty six points is enough to outclass or or keep it a close enough defensive battle with mm-hmm. Kiss My End Zone or Easy Fun. Right. I think I think both both of those teams can score thirty plus points. So to me, those two teams beat out um, deep balls and therefore get the one and two seed. And then, the, and it doesn't matter then what IG team does, right? At that point, right. That's it. But it, it'll be fascinating to see how this plays out. Yep. But, but you know, you look at a team like Vultures and how they've been so far this season, and you look at also Fit Squad and and uh, and Deep Balls right now. Could any of those teams maybe sneak into that green area, or are we going to say they're going to be stuck in the red side and be a single elimination status going towards knockout rounds? Yeah, unfortunately, Vultures had a tough start to the season. That would have been my pick if they were sitting at five or four games played. Mm-hmm. But right now, at seven games played with five points, they can only get seven points. They can only, at best, tie plenty of fish here with a, a three, four, and one record. Right. Uh, and if I had to venture a guess uh, that they lost their matchup against Plenty of Fish. Uh, if we just quickly take a look, Plenty of Fish. Uh, they t- Actually, that's the one tie. Yeah. Um, and then what? It's points against at that point. And Vultures have uh, allowed 15 more points. So it's possible. Oh, that's really tough, though. Uh, I think the, the more likely... Scenario is for Fit Squad or Deep Balls to do that. Right. I just went through Deep Balls' schedule, so I I don't think they're gonna. Uh, if if anything, they get a, a point or two. Uh, that won't be enough to get them to seven or more over Plenty of Fish. It's Fit Squad. I think of those three that have the best shot at it. They would have though to take down uh, IG Team, yeah. which, like you said, Jeans Lee a little banged up, and then the matchup against Plenty of Fish which they would really want a, a rematch because the first game of the season, they just got wiped out 39-18. to 18 I, I, think, I think the IG team, you know, again, they have one game in hand. Whatever they do, whatever they do. But I, I think they're just bored by the regular season. Yeah, f- yeah for yeah. them, it's a, it's this, a playoff run. It's an exercise, run. right? Yeah. Get themselves in shape. You know, let's just go through the motions. Um, you could say that for all the teams, in just because it's the fall cup. Yeah, it's fall cup, but I'm just saying that they've they've done it before twice, right? So they know they they know what it's. They just turn up come playoffs. You know, that's they're they're like the San Antonio Spurs. We don't care for regular season basketball or in this case football. Once we hit the knockout stage, that's when we're going to turn it up You're, and run it. You don't think they're concerned that they're looking at the top four standings and they're no. uh, of the green teams? They're the no. only ones that don't have two hundred points. No. They have 159. Yeah, but again, they can hit the 200 points easily. They can hit it. You know, they got two games left, right? Right, but so all the other teams have seven in green, yeah. and they've hit 200. So we're saying that they would have to hit 40. Yeah, IG, one. yeah, IG can do they, it. They can. They're, they're 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 building up towards the knockout round okay. for them right now. On to Coed Two. The most disappointing team in Coed Two is who? I have mine. Go for it. Sorry, just oh, okay, my, yeah. my pop-up over here on the screen here. Yeah, so many ads. Love it. Yeah, a lot of ads. Why, why do we have so many ads on this website for FPF now? Ask Rob. Money, 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 money. Money. Anyway, anyway it's it's the worst, man. Anyway. It's UFC. It's uh, get BuzzFit. 
get fit. Don't mix them up. Those are two separate things. Yes, I know. Um, go to the gym so you can be in UFC. You can be buzzed to, to look good in the gym. Okay, uh, the team that has disappointed me so far in Kowad 2. Um, look, I'm going to be honest. I think Predators. Uh, I thought they'd be better than what they are. They're 3-3. Three and three. Uh, I thought they should have been at least four wins, maybe five. Um, they had a bit of a slow start out of the gates in terms of how they were. Remember, I score kept their game on Loyola. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I believe, well, I'm just trying early to on against yeah, Christmas, Christmas balls, right? Yeah. And that was a game where they they thought it was third down or they thought it was fourth down. <laughs> and you're like, again. no, it's third down right, that game. <laughs> but I just find that a lot of close wins, a lot of close losses, I still don't have a grip on this team and how they are from a DNA perspective of a football team. But I think they should have been at least four and two, maybe even five and one. I disagree. I think three and three is exactly where they would have been. I think uh, Cesar uh, Garcia Diaz is progressing at the quarterback position, which is really a, a really tough position. You don't know what it is until you're you're behind the center taking the snap. Uh, I I think three and three is exactly. I'm not disappointed in them at all. Uh, if I'm looking at disappointment. Uh, free agents no more without a victory so far this season after three or four seasons now together as a franchise. What about Sub-Zero? Why, why are you piecing me? Peace out? To what? Two oh, two seasons? Two seasons. This is your third, though. Second. This is the third. Second. Winter. Nope. Yes. Entirely different team. Oh, you're in the men's Div 6? Fine. Fair enough. Second season. Uh, okay, uh, you, you're, you're granted one more season, Eagle. Uh, winter... Uh, uh, Play up or shut up. Um, what about Sub Zero? Uh, remember, we, you scored up the game. Remember? Um, no, that was you. I was filling in for you. I think you're back. Yes. Yes. Um, I was going to say you're at the bathroom again. Um, no, look to uh, they had a zero and two start to the season. Uh, so since then they're uh, they're three and two. So I, I I liked what I've seen from them since that bad decision on uh, fourth and ten from uh, with on their own ten yard line. Uh, I like what they've seen. They've started now to put up the points and uh, work emails. God damn it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, against Step Bros, I think that's going to be a victory. They Look, against Y&Y, uh, they just fell one possession short. Uh, yeah. But Y&Y, you know, leading leading the pack right now at, at 7-0, and that's the number one team, and they're a possession away from tying it. Yeah, I think, you know, that game was, it feels like it was ages ago, September 21st on Thursday Night Football. And yeah. you know Sub Zero could easily be four and three. Yep, easily could be four and three, right? And I remember we, we reamed them hard for for well, you reamed them. I, I was yeah. okay with what they did, but I mean, they, you can sort of say they've been disappointed too because with that talent that they have, I know that this the body this team played in spring season and didn't have an easy ride, uh, but they're much more competitive now in this level of football of coed, and. Um, you know what? At three and four, they can easily be four and three, if not five and two. But right now, for them, I think they're where they're at. But this is going to be a tricky team in the playoffs. Whoever they get, if they get the right matchup, they yep. can definitely get one. Yep. And right now, for where they are in the standings, and I believe it's on the red side, I believe, a single elimination status. If I no, they're right. double. Double. They're, they're on the final spot. Yeah, final spot. That's right. Um, if they can hold on to that, man. Uh, that, that gives them a real credit to work with in terms of being a double elimination team uh, moving forward towards that. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they do. And I think, and again, with women's division next year coming back in full force, we'll see what they do as a unit. If they're going to go into women's, which they will. But will they have a team like this for a co-ed or maybe a lower-end um, division in Div 6? Who knows? 
But I'll be intrigued to see if they do play in the higher division of com- competition, how they would fare in that level. So I can't wait for that and what they do. Um, why and why? Yeah, we just spoke. Yeah, briefly. They're seven and zero. Yeah. Uh, your boy Gino DeFazio running the show. Uh, has he finally put together a roster that can win this division? Well, he's running the sidelines, not running the show. Antoine Charlebois is running the show. Okay, so he's he's the Bill Belichick to the Bill Belichick. Okay, fair enough. So has he put together a team that can run it and win this? Because he came up short last year in the co- in the in the, in the playoffs for uh, FPF right. Cup. I, yeah, I do recall that. Um, the thing is, and it always is, is what's the roster? Because, my God, look at the roster size. Oh, I am. It's pages and pages and pages. So, who's the roster, right? Like, who's going to show up when it matters on the playoff day, right? I I don't know what what the roster is. So, you need four to be eligible for, for knockout stage, right? right? Yeah, four, yeah, four games played. So, I mean, look, given the rotation and... Like they they've done well, obviously, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. They have eleven players eligible right now for the lockout stage. Eleven. Oh, okay, all right. So there's players to choose from, but it's again, who's gonna be there, right? And and I mean, the way we know, if even if all eleven show up, maybe only six play. But yeah. So, or yeah. If, anyways, you might have to do some cap gymnastics there. But um, what's the question? Has he put up a yeah? So it, he's put together a roster yeah. that can finally win it. Yes, he's he's won all the game. They've won all the games. They're seven and zero. I, I think they can get knocked out at some point before the finals. Uh, so being a double elimination, you think on their way to the finals? They will lose twice before they hit the finals. They won't make the finals. Okay, so that they won't make the finals. Yeah. And who do you think? Who are two teams that you'll think they'll lose to? Well, I think. Look, Chris, kiss my Christmas balls. Good team, struggling as of late. Yeah, but uh, they were five and zero. Have two straight losses. Yes, they'll be fine. I'm not worried about okay. them. Okay, I'm not worried about them. Um, balls deep. I'm intrigued. Yep, I'm intrigued by them. They're they're, they're the wild card. They're sort of like the maverick of this whole process, and what they could be. Um, I thought so too. But then they played each other on Sunday night, and Y and Y won thirty-eight to fourteen. That's a pretty convincing one. Yeah, but we've seen we've seen Y Y do that with Gino Tavazio-led teams, and they get knocked on the playoffs, right? Yep. Yeah. Like it, it just goes back to the point with Y and Y that, um, I say they're built for the regular season, but can't win the playoffs. Okay. And well, this is the best chance. I think this is yeah. this, this is the best chance to finally do it and put it together as as a whole. But I mean, can they do it? Right? Charlotte Bois is the quarterback. It's not Gino, and you know Gino. Yeah. Gino is – he's had his Kirk Cousins moments uh, playing uh, in FPF, and it's not been great for him. But maybe this is the right tonic required to get them that chance, right? So Yeah, I will I will say he's – and Antoine's having a very good season so far. He is. Completing 62% of his passes, 26 TDs, 3 INTs. But I remember my first season, and you're – and when you go into playoffs, it's a different animal. Yeah. It's, oh, okay, now it's – you know, regular season's done and over with. Now I'm playing the best of the best teams here. It's it's different. You you really need to put your best game forward. Though, being the first seed gives you the ability to play the weaker of the playoff teams uh, by what? No. There. You don't hear much. Do you hear me? 
now? Do you hear me? No. Okay, well then, just take them off. Um, We're going to have a guest on, though. Oh, that that is true. Uh, I don't know. We didn't hear the music coming in. Yeah, Ben Bach is going to be on Anyways, all all to say is that if he can gain confidence early on in his playoff run, that that could be something that that really propels them mm-hmm. uh, to a long and a deep playoff run all the way to the finals. Okay, Brent Bakken is going to join us. Uh, how the hell are we going to do this with no sound, Eagle? You guys literally can't hear anything? I can't hear anything. Well, no, I, I can hear myself. I can't but you hear don't me. hear the computer? Nothing. What are you playing, for example? Play a noise. Play a s- I don't hear anything. I have play your Eagle. Tell me what you play. I'm playing something right now. I have nothing. Really? Yes. We're in trouble. Oh, it's Super, super faint. Max your volume? Question mark? No, 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 no. Like, it's super faint. Like, I hear Fun. Okay. Like, you literally don't hear anything. I hear the twinkle in the song. Nothing, nothing. Uh, we gotta do everything around here, right? Yep. Oh. E. Yep, I hear it now. <laughs> I hear nothing. Oh, I hear it 100% now. That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> this is why we can't leave you handling the here. It's called uh, Grand Block. <sighs> okay, we got it figured out now. Thank God. All right, Brent Bach will join us soon. How many idiots does it take to put on a headset? <laughs> but I said though, he's like, "No, you're the right slot." And I said, "No, I'm no, not." You didn't. Yeah, I said, "Take it What's out." What's this one doing in here? What is this? I don't know. Pee's leaving his garbage around. We'll put it in the put it in the other slots. We don't lose it anyway. All right, Brent Bach joins Banana phone. Hopefully Brent picks up. I told him it's a big phone. It's 808. You think he's going to be uh, coming out of the swimming pool? Oh. I hey. hope so. Uh, Brent Bakken, are you coming out of the swimming pool? Yes or no? Okay. No, not this time, unfortunately. Uh, thank God. We don't want to see no X-rated stuff, you know? Hey, hey, hey. I'm a sexy beast. What can I say? I don't know who said that. Everybody. Your Brent, sister. Brent did just now. Oh, Mina. Oh, Mina. Oh, Mina oh, called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Brent's been with his left hand for 42 years, though, huh? Oh, okay. Simmer down. No, don't steal my joke. Don't steal my joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, please welcome in Brent Bakken, the, the tier one writer for this uh, Fall Cup season. Uh, Brent, let's dive into it. Um, your thoughts on how it's unfolded through six games for most, if not seven for others, uh, in this tier one uh, edition? I mean, so you look at it, right? I mean, you have some teams who you would expect on top, right? I mean, you take a look. <laughs> well, one thing I should, before I get to, one thing I like about this is it's a lot of veteran teams, right? I mean, that's how usually the, the top division is, right? So, I mean, you have teams like Blessed. You expect to be one of the, the front runners, uh, Royam, uh, Royam, Royam Luminaire. Um, I like, though, the Maroons 2.0. I mean, obviously, the guy that me and you, Mo, No, and, and Chad Byers leading the way. At quarterback, a guy we played tackle with back in the day. Uh, Cat Friendly Braves, another team had a chance to check them out. 
on Monday, actually they dismantled uh, running Wentz. It's kind of a bad game for uh, Jeff Rosenblatt and the offense as a whole. A lot of missed throws, a lot of drops. But, I mean, that happens, right? Everyone has a bad game. Unfortunately for these guys, that was the case Monday night. But the, the, the top teams, I mean, you look at it, right? The top six, you expect the 450 ballers to be in there. KGP is always a, uh, a, a tough, gritty team. I'm surprised with the two four and one record of running once. Um, Mangoose is a team I've liked. I like going back to the to the summer season, spring season, right? I mean, I think uh, Nick Schaefer is one of the top quarterbacks in the division. He has weapons. Uh, I know losing Marvin Marvin Steinberg is, is a huge blow to the defense, but I mean, they still have some capable guys. No regard. I mean, one four and one. I'd have to say those guys along with Terra Squad. It's surprising that both teams are combined for one win and two ties, right? I mean, that that's a bit of a surprise. But then you look at the top of the division, you can kind of understand a bit why that's happening. And then, unfortunately, never over time, I've written in a couple of articles, they're improving. It's just they, they have too many turnovers, and they're they're kind of in that, not the upper class of teams, obviously. You just look at the record. But, I mean, in terms of talented quarterbacks, talented receivers, and, and, and defensive guys from top to bottom, they're lacking. Not to say they're not talented. Just they're not, they, they, they lack, like, the elite players that every other team seems to have. Yeah, they're miscast, no? Yeah, I think they're really a Tier 2 team who just ended up being in Tier 1. But, I mean, pro- props to them for, for making the jump yeah. to Tier 1. Right? Some teams would have avoided that. Uh, are you more okay? You mentioned a brief about Terror Squad. Are you more surprised with them that they haven't won a game, or that Bless are at top of the Tier One division? No, I'm more. No, I'm not surprised that Bless is in top of Tier One. I mean, if they would, I would have thought going into the season, worst case scenario, Bless would be maybe third. Uh, obviously, so they're up top, right? They're they're six and zero. So I mean, that, that's not a surprise to me. No, Terror Squad. I mean, listen, they don't have Pat Jerome. I've written about this before. They don't have Pat Jerome and some of the usual weapons. But I mean, they're still they're led by time, right? They got they got Fran, Frankie Hogue. they got some good guys on their team. Vince Malo, unfortunately, has only played one game for them, so that's kind of a blow. He's usually a stalwart on that team, but there's still talented players there. So yeah, I'm surprised that they've only won one game so far. Yeah, um, you were mentioning that you saw Run It Once on on Monday night. I I, I yeah. was peeking over here here and there. Um, yeah, tough night out for uh, for Jeff Rosenblatt for sure. Um, though you still see his patented no look uh, sideline throw to uh, to um, oh, names escaping me. Uh, James Cyrell. No, not it, but, although yes, uh, James Cyrell's usually there. Um, oh, to uh, to Breezewell, Anthony Breezewell. Yes, yeah, Sorry, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, brain fart moment there. Uh, yeah, Anthony Breezewell. Um I also, though, saw a couple plays and a couple times where he's, like, kind of grinding into receivers. Hey, you like, you know, you got to understand the con- the play concept and, like, you, you mm-hmm. got to you gotta run your, you know, your hook at 10 and, and slant in at 7 yards, not a deep post. So what 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 did you see there from run at once? Um, do you see any signs of them maybe having a deep playoff run, turning it around, or, or what, what, what were your impressions with that run at once? I mean, again, right? I was scorekeeping the game on Monday, so I mean, I had a chance to, to to fully see them in action. I mean, again, like I said at the top, right? It was just a bad game. I mean, look, you you have this team right now. They they scored two hundred and sixteen points, right? So I mean, quick math here. That's an average of thirty six points a game. Pardon me, a little less than that. Yeah. There's actually seven games played. Okay, so it was about thirty one points a game, right? So I mean, that that still should be enough with the talent they have to to keep them in most games. Um. 
they have the roster. I mean, you look up and down, right? James O'Hayden, uh, Anthony Breeze, Bob, uh, Justin Blackie, an underrated addition. I think I, I've played against him a couple of times, including this past uh, uh, spring season. Great, good receiver, solid defender. They got, they got your boy, Iggy Manu, solid guy, obviously Quaid, Skyler, and those guys. So they, they have the talent. It's just, it seems to be in big games, it's kind of been the history of 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 the Jeff Rosenblatt led teams for the most part, unfortunately, is they they kind of not get in their own way, but they kind of trip over something in the big 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 moments. Because again, you look at this roster, they they can match skill for skill with anybody, right? Jeff's a great quarterback, he's experienced, he knows how to win, but there's always something that seems to get in the way of them winning when it counts most, when the stakes are the highest. And 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 then just quickly, uh, just to wrap it up with uh, with Jeff, what do you feel about? <clears throat> And especially that game on Monday night, and it doesn't have to be particularly that game against uh, on Monday night, but specifically against the Braves or the cap-friendly Braves this fall cup. How do you feel about them consistently going for one point when, especially in Tier 1, a lot of these teams are going for two? How do you feel about Jeff and that the, the decisions he makes to go for one-point attempts? Yeah, I mean, I know you, you brought it up to me on the sideline right, when we were there on Monday. I mean... Yeah, most teams do go for two. I mean, just because they do, it doesn't mean you have to as well. I think, like I think I told you, right, on Monday, I think it's the fact that their offense was just struggling all around. Like, again, Jeff is missing some throws or he was late on some. Guys are dropping touchdown passes literally as well, right? So I think just going for one, statistically speaking, sorry, it's a little easier than going for two. You want to get some juice. You want to get some momentum. So I think they elected to go for one just to get some kind of positivity out of it, right? I understand your point about going for two, especially when the other team goes for it multiple times as the cat-friendly Braves have been knowing to do. But if you're struggling to do something as simple as getting a 10-yard completion, right, for first down, going for two when you get to the end zone might be just as big of a struggle. So at least go for one so you can kind of try and get the ball rolling at least. Uh, Brent, uh, he had a Bryce Harper-like start to his uh, season this year oh. down Lazara. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> he so beat your team too, eh, Bryce Harper. I just want to say, yeah, he beat my Braves, but he swept your Marlins. Just want to make that uh, clear. I was, I was a correlation to, to Dan being Bryce Harper, nothing to do with baseball here, Brent. I don't know what you're trying to jump into. <laughs> um, but could four five old ballers survive without Dan Lazar for this season and perhaps into the next season of winter 2024? That's a good question. I mean, you look at it, right? Obviously, Dan is one of the top quarterbacks. You can even make the argument he is the best quarterback around obviously him and, and Jonathan Mayhew like they're the two best I would have to say I mean so you got Lee Johns Lee and Lexi playing they've had AJ coming for for a series two or two here and there same thing Jerry Taylor I don't think over the long term they're gonna win anything without Dan at quarterback right Dan Sean he, he's big time he's money he's a championship quarterback championship leader no so I don't think they're gonna be able to survive long term without Dan Lazaro do you think they make an impact in the playoffs in the knockout stages they're talented enough where they should. I mean, they have the double elimination, right? So, I mean, I don't expect them to go over two. I, I expect them to at least probably win one game, depending on who they play. It's a game of matchups, right? That's what FPF is for the most part, I think. Quarterback playing matchups. So, I mean, the quarterback department is going to be different, right? I mean, if it's John, John, John Lee Alexi going uh, is the number one guy in the playoffs, like, it's a different quarterback than Dan, right? I mean, he, he can throw the ball deep. But he's going to run around a lot and create space, create time for his receivers. You can get by with, with someone like that. I don't think they're going to go all the way. But, I mean, I definitely expect them to win one playoff game with Alexia quarterback. Our last question for you. Uh, 
we're at that we're now more more than halfway through the season here. Mm-hmm. Are you taking Bless or the field to win tier one? It's a good question. Um I mean there's some stiff competition. Um gotta go to the field there. Yeah, I'm gonna just go by, with the field. Just yeah. by probability, I mean. Yeah. I don't know personally. I, oh, I would oh take you the know, field. you know what? You know what? Yes, you know what? You know what? You know what? Whoa. I'm gonna go on the limb. I'm gonna say bless. I'm gonna say bless. Oh, okay. They have oh, the best offense. The yeah, they have the best offense and they have the best defense too. Why not? You know what? Blessed. Yeah, yeah. calling it. Yeah, they kind of look at the Phillies out there a little bit there, huh? You talk so much trash. I don't understand why your teams are hot garbage, Mo. The Raiders. The Marlins. I'm just correlating them to being the Philadelphia Phillies of the, of the tier yeah. one. You know? No, they're not the Philadelphia right. Phillies. Let's number down there. Anyway, I hate uh, the Phillies. We'll, we'll uh, I, go, I lay blessed. We'll let you go uh, wipe away your tears um, and yeah, okay. go enjoy your nights. <laughs> your I just want to say, guys, that Iggy and Eagle, I'm sure Mo was crying when he got out of his car because I reminded him before he came into the studio how I whooped his ass in fantasy football By this week. Six weekend. points. I'm Six sorry. I'm in, the, I'm in first place. You're in last. That's, that's okay, what I thought. Just last. like real life. He was I'm a little, late. he was a little yeah. later today and said it was due to the parking. So it was parking. It, yeah. was, it, was, exactly. it was perhaps uh, tearing up his. Uh, so all those Kleenexes. Yes, absolutely. All right, Brett, thanks so much. I uh, look forward to your article coming thanks, out, Brent. and uh, we'll see you, sure. you soon. Be good. All right, boys. Be good. All right, good night. Brent Bakken, join us here. His Braves. Ooh, they took a beating, man. Oh, was it amazing? Absolutely spectacular. All right. Anyway, well, let's let's wrap up tier one before we get Jerome Hometon in, in a few minutes here. Sure. So you know, Lazara, that's a, that. Like I saw him right, and he had his operation and stuff, and uh, he was telling me, you know, he's out for the rest of the year, and yep. probably you know for the good chunk of the winter season, he may not be available. I'm not sure if he will or not. We're yep. gonna say maybe, maybe not, right? But I, I, you know, I worry because as great as a talent he is, to come back from that type of injury, man, that's a tough injury, man. It's it's like a baseball pitcher. You know, losing the, their strength in the arm. So I hope for him, he can regain it. It might Hopefully. take a little bit longer, but he may not be the the the, the proper Dan Lazar until maybe next fall when he's a year out from that from that injury with the full rehab and rest period as well. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, the all the best for him. Yeah, that let's let's see how that. Well, it was a bicep, right? So uh, bicep injury, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, the the you know. Ligaments come back strong and, and and muscle come back strong. Um, you'll he'll have to put in a, a bit of work on on that to keep his arm uh, fresh. Uh, but hopefully, uh, hopefully he can uh, still be one of the. He's you know like like Brent was saying he's he's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in FPF like the best quarterback yeah. in FPF. So hopefully he's he's able to maintain that, that pace of play. So you're taking Bless or the field? You got it. I love Bless, but you got to take the field. It's just it's if I'm betting if I'm putting. Hundred bucks down. I gotta take the field. You have to. Just percentages. So, so you think that they're gonna they're not gonna win that? No, I just think the field has a better chance. There, there's just tier one. Any team can beat any team on any given night. So uh, just just by that, I have eight teams that can get eliminated before before one does. Although they have to get eliminated. So twice so give me a team that you're you're saying okay, you know what. Yeah, this is home taking right now. CFB, CFB e, can be the team watch out for. Even though, yeah, even though Steve got a victory over the over the Braves two point um, it's hard to beat a team consistently. I'm not sure if they already played them this season. <clears throat> if the Braves, yeah, they're it's their next matchup. It would be a really tough ask. To 
to for any team to say go ahead and beat the Braves three times. They don't need the, the regular season victory. Yeah, but you'd rather win than lose. Like this is an obvious. Statement. Of course, no, it's an obvious statement 100%. for for your confidence going into the playoff. Yeah, potential playoff matchup. Right, and you may have to face them twice. So to beat a team three times, you we all know how hard that is to do that against Mayur. You have to have you have to play three. Pretty much perfect games. Oh, by the way, um, on our little banner here on the FPF uh, page over here, uh, there's still a, a Adonis two eighty eight for chicken breast. By the way, well, that's on yours. We can't yeah, go there. Two nice cent for avocados, it. my friend. Oh. Pretty good price. Look at that, eh? Okay. Uh, mortadella four forty nine a pound. Is that a good? <laughs> that's price? not that good. No, is that a good price? No. Which one is it? Uh, San Daniel. No, then it's really not a good price. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Just let everyone know what's going on in the uh, can you in in the market and supermarket world. Maybe uh, maybe you'll uh, you'll have Idaho Utapims eat a mortadella uh, panini. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, next week we're doing the, the Halloween candy challenge. Yes, yes. Well, we got put, let's stick with the FPF rules. We got to put a little, uh, little perimeter uh, parameters on this here, my friend. Okay. We need to do fifty. Okay. And twenty-five minutes. Well, I can probably do that. Yeah, yeah. Because he had he had forty-five minutes to do fifty, man. That's a joke. And he did it. Yeah, it's not a joke. That's serious candy eating. Well, let's get going here, man. Let's go. Either you're with the big boys or you're not with the big boys. 30. That's a lot of candy. Okay, 30 minutes. That's a lot of un- just the unwrapping. Okay, here we go. It's probably five minutes, seven minutes. But also, worth. you can't like ask me to like answer a bunch of questions, right? The clock stops over that period. Okay, we'll give you. We'll give you. We'll <laughs> give the you. The first time out. he did that two, shit, and I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Eagle, you have two timeouts. Yeah, one timeout. One timeout. It's, it, it's two. It's an FPF game. You Whatever. have 44 minutes and two timeouts. You guys ready for Jerome Hovington? Yes, Jerome Hovington will join us here for Tier 3 coming up right now. Um, but, yeah, we're going to put a little rules here. Uh, we've done it before. In fact, Joe Regazzi and uh, Rashad Valier are like, you guys are nuts. For the candy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, not us guys, Eagle. Yeah. Uh, let's welcome in Jerome Hovington to the show. Jerome, good evening. Good evening. Jerome, I have a question for you. I hope I'll- so. Halloween. I have. I have a question. I only have one question. That's he's a that professional done. interviewer. By I know. <laughs> Your go-to Halloween candy is what? Oh. Ooh, Skittles. Okay. Okay. Which, which regular bag? or sour? Yeah. Which, and, and or tropical uh, or, or the it tropical depends on the, the mood. Then sometimes regular, sometimes sour. I think oh. I'll lean sour. Okay. So my next follow-up to that question is, if they were in Halloween-sized packs. Okay, like you seen like the box of fifty, the box of hundreds, right for the candies. They have those. Yep. How many can you eat oh. in a half an hour? In half an hour? Yeah, yeah. If you were given a thirty-minute clock to eat in Wait, a box of fifty, am I uh, on something or not? No, no, you're not. You're, you're, you're not <laughs> on sober. any. Uh, Grab the munchies or you're sober. No, no, you're you're straight up clean. You're sober. How many candies? Yeah, how like packs? 20, 30? Oh, small timer, huh? Eagle. Wow. That's, yeah. This is this is normal candy eating behavior yeah. and amount. Eagle, eagle. Eagle's uh, just This is a, a judgment free zone, okay? Yeah. Eagle gave you the luck. Eagle gave you the luck. Okay, Jerome, uh, thanks so much for having you having you on. We'll have you on next week. Okay. Uh let's dive into tier three. Uh yes. your th- your thoughts so far of what we've seen for tier three from top to bottom. Um it's 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 clear who's at the top of the division at the moment. I think there's a clear uh, there's a clear clear gap between the top teams and the 
the other teams. I'm talking about Illegal Youth Events, my team, Idaho Unifims, West Island Boys, and uh, Killer Rays. Though Borden in the 80s, the Penetrators, Joe Spinini could get there, but I think the rest of the, the division, it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit weak compared to, uh, compared to what I was expecting at the uh, beginning of the, the season. I thought it would be more, uh, be more competitive in the middle. Uh, I'd have to maybe disagree with you there. I mean, if you look at the middle teams, Jerome, um, you do have light work uh, with a four and three record, so uh, hovering around five hundred. Uh, we played New Diablos. That was not a necessarily easy game. Uh, was was an, a nice battle with them. They're sitting at three and four. Um, Bandits have historically been trending downward, so that one I can understand. Yeah. Uh, two, three, and one, but. So kind of, I'll disagree with you there. I, what have you felt though about the struggling teams that should, or you would have thought would have done better? Uh, teams like Blue Dry sitting at two and five. Yeah, uh, you got to talk uh, about Blue Dry for sure. Even even Bebe Dragon Magic, that's not a bad team. And yeah, and but they, sitting, they've been they've been up and down though. They've been down mostly than before. I understand, but but there, there's there's that's not a team that I would think. Hey, what's their record after seven games? I'd give them three and four, maybe squeak out an extra win, four and three. Yet they're sitting at at, at uh, two and five. So, uh, Rico Riders, you know, that's another team that made it to the semifinals in the winter in Div Five mm-hmm. A or B, and they're sitting at two and four. So, talk about those teams who can maybe pull out uh, of you know the single elimination bracket because it looks like they're going to be there who can come out of that single elimination bracket um without you know much trouble i think if blue dry fix whatever's happening right now i think like their qb play is better than the other teams like the, the way he throws the ball um what's his name i forgot hold up uh, fred Gino. i know fred Gino, yeah the way he throws the ball but also the weapons he's got uh, Guillaume's friend won the probably the best receiver in the division. His stats are like like no one's close to him. And Yvan Desjardins, who's had an off year, but I feel like he's a really, really good player. Like he's, yeah. he's got great hands, great route running, but he's really, really struggled this season. I don't know if he's off with uh, with Juno, but I think that's something they can fix. And perhaps the break will give him like time to fix things. Rico Riders, I don't know. I think they're too inconsistent. They have some really good games at times, but sometimes it's, I don't know. I feel like they're, they're just going to lose. At some point, there's a game they're just not going to be able to do anything and they're going to lose. Uh, Baby Dragon Magic, I don't know. I'm, I don't feel they're that good. Like, I feel they've got like potential, but they're, they're not there yet. I think it's, it's going to end early for them as well. What about Trap Stars? Uh, this is a team that had success a couple years ago with Dylan Garber and Ryan Garber in particular as quarterback. And then last year they went to Dylan Garber as a quarterback because it was a bit of a change. But Trap Stars are on the red side of the bracket. Um, could they get into the top 10 here, uh, Jerome, and, and be a dark horse going into the knockout rounds? I'm not sure. Is, is Cooper Young still injured? Yeah, he's out. He's I out believe, right yeah. Yeah. I believe he's out. And, and Jerome, just for context, so they play Killer Rays next. And they play the West Island Knights, not the West yeah, well, Island Boys. I think they're just they're simply going to lose against Killer Ray. It's not going to be that close, and they should beat West Island Knights. But that's that's also a trap game. That's game West Island Knights can can win. I think uh, I don't see them going two and zero, and I can see them going zero and two. So I don't think they're going to be going in that uh, that green bracket. Uh, when you look at is there is there a team that 
right now, I'm sorry, I just lost my train of thought here. I want to get that straight. <laughs> I, I, guess, I was thinking Killer Rays right now. That's what I was meant to bring you up. Killer Rays, this is a team that had a tough spring season, and now they rebound back in Fall Cup here. Are you confident enough in them that they could run the table and make a deep run in the knockout rounds? I, I'd say they could, but it's going to have to go through more players than just Tyler Gerberg. It's been only mainly him. He's got 75 targets in six games, which is ridiculous. And I think, and if if there's any team that can just match that guy, that can stop him, that can make him like inefficient, I don't know if I don't know if um, Tyler Bianchi will be able to like go out of his way to throw to the other receivers if that's what the the defense is giving them. So I don't I don't know. I'm I'm. I think I think the test like is gonna be the game against us next, which is the eighth game for both of us. Uh, wait, no, it's it's the eighth uh, game. Yeah, yeah, last game for both of us. Yeah, and yeah, obviously, like, it's it's not a secret. We're gonna try to slow him down, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it, we it could be it could be really really good for them to uh, to test out the other receivers, but it could also be like a clear a clear defeat. And it's it's just going to be tough for them, and they're going to have to find other solutions. Uh, Jerome, a quick question here: Your leading candidate for quarterback of the year at this point in the season is who? It's got to be Alessandro Barzoni. It's because it's, it's close, right? It's close in terms of the touchdowns, but then you 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 say probably Barzoni because of the less interceptions, yeah. or or you know uh, work work it through me. Uh, explain to me. Well, it's the record first of all, seven and zero. It's hard to argue with. It brings the team to games, but it's it's everything. It's the efficiency, the completion percentage. He completes it's what it's ten point three yards per pass, which is pretty good. Highest QB rating, thirty three touchdowns, only two interceptions. Seven sacks. I don't mind that. I could I could look at Matthew Zepatelli as well, but it's it's less it's less efficient. It's less yards. I'm, I I just think Barazzoni has been like the clear QB, the clear best QB on the best team, and it's it's, it's his to lose. Uh, you know I I covered this team earlier this season, uh, Team Sexy, and Sam Anastopoulos. He's had a really good defensive season so far, albeit though the bulk of his stats came in one game against the Rude Boys. I have him as my favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. Do you have a favorite who you think is going to win uh, the Defensive Player of the Year in Tier 3? Um, well, it's got to be him. He's on top in interceptions with uh, Manuel Arrua, my boy. Um, hold on. I have a question for you. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Your life's on the line, and you need yep. an interception. Who are you going to rely on, Sam or Manu, to get you that INT? In what scenario would your life be on the line yeah. if you need an interception? Like, yeah, that's not how the game is played, Mo. But listen, that's how we, this is the worst we... kidnapping or torture scenario ever. Pick off this ball. Yeah. If, we're, if we're talking men-to-men, like we're playing men, I'm probably yeah. taking Sam. But if yeah. it's reading the zone, finding like finding the like reading the play and making a play on the ball, Manu, for sure. But... Manu's going to win two ways, so Sam should probably win uh, DPOY. Just keep that in mind. He got the bulk of his stats in one game. So does that help him or does that hurt him, though? It could hurt him, but I don't see anyone else like that's like Rocco? near him. Maybe Rocco Cristiano. That he, he he can go off for a three INT game himself. Yeah, you right? don't know. He's uh, still got, two, what, two games put, left? 
Yeah, yeah, three, and I'm not sure if he missed one or two there. So he missed one. Yeah, he's got two uh, games left against New Diablos, Mangoose. Like that's that's he can get an interception against those teams and pick six included, right? So he, yeah. like, if you're asking me a dark horse to overlap uh, Anastopoulos, it's uh, it's Rocco for me. All right, last question for you, uh, Jerome. Um, yep. Taking away taking away your allegiance to Idaho Udupims, are yep. you taking illegal use of hands? And you the pimps or the field to win tier three? That one's more interesting. That's more interesting. Um, that's, why, that's why I asked the hard questions here. The hard hitting question. I think I'm gonna be going with seeds one and two because in fall it's it's a long playoff season, and uh, like overall, like especially with the double elimination, if they have if either of these teams has a bad game, I trust them to, to bounce back and be really um to be really making a push towards that championship okay okay all right good stuff man when can we see your next article coming out please i'm in my exam session exam. so i should what have that yeah, i should um, today yeah i got another one tomorrow so i'm, I'm really busy but uh, I'll, I'll try to get to two out uh, next week after my exams. All right. Unacceptable. But we'll let you uh, off this week. Thank, thank, thanks for taking the time, Jerome. Thank, thank you, Jerome. Good luck in your You're exam welcome. tomorrow. Thank you. What is he doing? Basket weaving exam? Basketball? What? Basket weaving. Yeah. Basket weaving. That's yeah. like the courses you're suggesting that they offer now? Where does he go? He goes to where? Is he or university? Uh, university. Where does he, where does he go? You can or uh, I already uh, struggled between the Sage and University question. Concordia? Why are you there? Montreal, Miguel? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um just wrap up tier three. Yep. Uh West Island Boys had a bit of a tricky game uh last week when I was on Leola or last Thursday. At right. What happened there? They went on a Hail Mary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> what happened? So we'll make a quick story here. Yeah. So they played uh, in um New Diablos. New Diablos. And it was quite chippy with ah. some of the new Diablo players. And, of course, Mike Collard and a couple of the guys from West well, Island Well, da-na-na, da Mike and Collard, actually, three OCs on the season. He will be suspended for his, the, the week in which he next plays. So, Bandits game. against uh, West Island Boys November 4th. Um, and so, they scored uh, new Diablos. Right. Uh-huh. So, his last play. Yeah. The West Island boys dropped Scarlett Bailiff at quarterback, throws a Hail Mary to the end zone, caught for a touchdown, game over. And that's it. That That's it. That's it, man. Story. Elation. And Kevin, Kevin uh, Lubain was very upset. Oh. And I had to stick around to make sure nothing was going to happen. He was upset with who? With uh, Mike Collard. <laughs> I had to stick around an extra five, ten minutes to make sure nothing was going to go on. So, yeah. Um, so, 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 I told you, and I told this to Eagle mm. um, earlier in, in the earlier shows that we had. That um, we look at Zach Stacy as a quarterback, he's grown immensely. Mm-hmm. This is his best roster. I think this is a team now that has figured it out because they had some they had some short ends. They they came up short in the playoffs in a couple of years ago in the winter season, and they said they made the finals in the spring. Right, but part of that though they lost early in the playoffs uh, to Rico Riders, I believe yep. it was. Yeah, but now they have a right chemistry. Nick Damalo. Uh, you look at Julian McLaren Thompson, a lot of speed, Scholar e- Bailiff, Ethan Adrian. Yeah, you know, like they were down. Um, who were they down? They were down to uh, Trap Stars. Right, three scores. Three scores. So. They came back and ran, yeah. ran them off the off the field. Like yeah. it wasn't even close, yeah. right? They ran them off, scored thirty one unanswered against them. I recall. Yeah, 
And they this is growing, and they're, they're getting better and better game by game. They can win it any fashion. They can be down by three scores, beat you by one. They can be down on the last play and beat you on the last play. Yep. They can beat you by three scores. They can do whatever they want, and they just adapt well. And that's why I'm, I'm really watching out for them going towards the knockout stage that they could make a deep run again and get into that final on December 9th or 10th. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you said there. Uh, they'll have to go against Idaho Udipimps or illegal use of hands once, if not twice, on that way to a deep playoff run. Uh, and they'll have to get over the hump of Idaho Udipimps, right? That was the final in the spring season. So... If it's not once, they'll have to beat them uh, potentially twice. Yeah, and I, I just think now they're my favorites to win uh, uh, tier three. Uh, uh, West Island boys. Okay. Now that's I know you're involved, right? No, no, no. I'm just I, I just it wasn't clear. We I, I mentioned both team names, and then you said their favorite to win. So yeah, I let's say yeah, I just wasn't West sure Island who. boys. That, that's okay. that's who I have right now is my favorite yeah. to win. So I think tier three has a little bit more unknown right now going towards. The knockout stage is a little bit more parity, I think, in the top to middle part of yeah. the division here. Yeah. All right, on to women's. Um, looking at the teams that could fall below into the single elimination category, Wolfpack or Red Nation, are they vulnerable to fall into that red side of the standings and stay on the green side? Um, I'd say yes, just looking at the team names. Uh, Wildcats uh, are a team that can have been they struggled early on and have uh, been playing better as of late uh, their next I think they play Red Nation so Wildcat Wildcats Red Nation might just be a win and you're in the double elimination side of, of the bracket while, while Red Nation have of course uh, they have a game in hand as well and they have the game in hand they before that Wildcats game they play Wolfpack so those three teams that we're talking about are all playing against each other. So if we do this in the typical Eagle fashion, let's let's break it down, you know, game by game. So yeah. first it's Wolfpack Red Nation. Wolfpack uh, when they clinch themselves a, a green ticket. I, I would tend to agree, but man, every time this is where Red Nation starts picking up their game. Early on the, in the season, they, they, they played well and were riding the high of their spring season championship. There was a lull in the middle part of their season. This is usually around the time where they pick it up. But, all right, let, I, I can see Wolfpack winning, winning that game. So Wolfpack clinch and Red Nation are now 3-4. and four. So are Wildcats and that's your win and you're in scenario for, I, for double elimination. For, oh, sorry, for yeah. to, to reach the, the green side, the double elimination. And I just like the way Wildcats have been have been going. They're, they're trending yeah. upwards, and I, I think Red Nation are the ones that would fall. Yeah, I think, I think Red Nation, they're, they're in tr- a little bit of trouble right now. Uh, you know, they've, again, they've proven us wrong, right? They've gone to yeah. m- multiple finals. Every, every They time. always do the same thing here. But I feel like in this moral combat, hierarchy right now i mean look we know who the best are right it's vortex and brutes we know that yeah but in this case here they need to have double elim- elimination because they, they they're the type of team that can have a bad game and rebound back right and run it but in this case if they get single elimination you have that bad game you're done yeah so that's why i think they definitely need this they, more they, they, they do they do need it more um yeah i mean it's they they have an interesting they just need one win Right. Yeah. They just need one win, and they have two games. So, look, they they have their superstar in uh, Gigi Cabillo Abante, 
but so do Wolfpack. Uh, they have Maris Paquette and Wildcats have Josiane Martin. They're a bit more depth on, on Wildcats. Yeah. Um, so let's let's see. Uh, a lot of this goes on Allison Sobel's shoulders. Uh, the matchup, which they just played Wolfpack, uh, so there's a double header in terms of back-to-back weeks where they play Wolfpack. Uh, Camille Dumas outplayed her, uh, completed a lot more of her passes, was more methodical, drove the field, uh, three touchdowns to two. She's just Allison Sobel is going to have to outplay the quarterbacks in each of these two uh, matchups if if they want at least one victory. Yeah, she's going to have to be a flair merchant out there and really control that storyline as well. Uh, look, Vortex, look, they're they're undefeated seven and zero. We know the roster fairly well. It's it's loaded. It's talented. It's fantastic. Perhaps one or two, maybe three Olympic bound in L.A. We'll find out in four years from now, five years from now. But when you look at it now in terms of, of them and Brutes, oh, sorry, I meant to say Brutes. Brutes, that's what I was referring to. It, for Brutes right now, yeah. It, if they don't win it, how disappointing would it be? Because they've come close, but they've always come up short. Are you sure you're talking about Brutes or Vortex? Brutes. I meant to say Brutes. You meant to say Brutes? brutes. Okay, that's yeah. what I meant to say. I apologize. I meant to say Brutes. I got okay. caught by Vortex. Because because if the question was how disappointing would it be if Vortex doesn't win it all? Yeah, I meant to say I, Brutes. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't think it would be all that disappointing, just given especially the, their last outcome, which was a loss to uh, to the Brutes. So, yeah, I think... Okay, so the question makes a bit more sense now. Yeah, if Brutes. You're, yeah, it would, be, it would be disheartening because... They, of course, in last fall season, lost to Vortex in the finals and made the winter finals as well and, and, uh, and got kind of run out of, of, of the table there in the, in the winter finals. Yeah, it would, it would be a tough blow because this is their season. It has to be. It, 45 to 13 over Vortex. Like, they are clicking on all cylinders. Mode, mode like, has just getting better. She's already good. She's getting better and better and better every week. And, and, and I feel like playing co-ed is actually helping her. Man, she's, she's good. She's really, yeah, really, they, really, they, good. It's set up for them to win it and run it, um, which will give her great confidence going towards the winter season, right? We yep. know, look, winter women's, women's one is the Champions League of, for flag football for our league because it's best yep. on best. Yeah. And, and to have that confidence, to have silverware in your back pocket that you won a championship take goes a long way. It goes a long way for the credibility and it goes a long way for the confidence. It goes a long way for the belief that you can do it in the winter season. And I'm, I'm really hoping they do it because they're my team. You know, uh, Moe said I'm her favorite score. I'm her favorite scorekeeper. So it's his big time, right? Better than you, Iggy. Better than me that's than at scorekeeping. That's what she, she said. said. Oh, she said that. Okay. Maybe she said that. Yeah. Now yeah. you're starting beef. I'm not trying to start beef. I'm not trying to start beef. <laughs> anyway, we'll find out though. Um, with, with them, they they look. It's theirs to lose. That's that's for sure though. Uh, on to tier four. Um, super troopers. Yeah. Uh, should they feel comfortable on no. holding on to the top spot? Ah, that's a different question. Um. No, still no, because Ramfins are hot on their tail. Um, the best logo in FPF. Although, who do Super Troopers play? Although, and no, that's inaccurate about Ramfins. Uh, they play Cookie Monsters next. That's, that's an interesting very one. Uh, unique. That's yeah. This is going to be a very interesting battle 
for the not the top spot for Cookie Monsters because they they're sitting at four and three, um, but it's a team that can match the score um, or match the points that Super Troopers have been able to put up. Interesting, interesting, you know, for both teams. Uh, Kenny Boutelier has struggled in the past at yeah. quarterbacking, and you're seeing he's finally he's starting. It's starting to click. Without having seen him play this season per se, you can I can just tell by the score lines and reviewing the play by play that it's starting to click, and that he's probably releasing the ball faster. And he's and yes, he's still mixing up the run, which is something that Felix Boudet can do just to play on the, the you know play the counterpart mm-hmm. version of uh in that game that they're that they're gonna play, um, but he's he Boutelier's quarterbacking has always been. Seven TDs to ten INTs, uh, eighteen to twenty. He's always had thrown more interceptions than than touchdowns. If I had to venture a guess, and this season twenty nine to eight. Right. So he's he's really taken, and it takes time. It takes two or three seasons, and this is now his quote unquote first breakout season to to see some success. And so I'm super happy for him for there. Uh, and from the Cookies Monster side of things, uh, four and three is a good record for your first season. Uh, with Felix Boutet throwing, uh, he has some good athletes uh, to to complement his his game. Um, yeah, I think it more importantly than the offenses, it's going to be the defenses. Which which one can get a critical stop, get a critical D flag? Because both of these quarterbacks can run. They're both shifty. They can both pick up a first down when they need it on fourth. So D flagging defenses stops are going to be critical in this one. So it brings us to my next question, right? Cookie Monsters Tune Squad, who do you like better to go deep in the knockout stage? Because they're both within that same ballpark of eight points, four wins for Cookie Monsters, three wins for Tune Squad. Yeah. And they're Toon both. Tune Squad, though, two ties. Two ties, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and they have a game in hand over uh, Cookie Monsters. So they, they could jump them at the end of the day. So, who are you liking in that two horse race in terms of how far they can go? It's an interesting question because I score kept the game they played against each other. Now, Cookie Monsters, because of their cap situation, meaning that everyone's so low, they were able to bring on board Jeremy White for that game against Toon Squad. <laughs> Garner Ross is like, why am I playing against Jeremy White in Tier 4? I'm like, dude, they, they have the cap space for it. Um, and it was actually critical because in that game, Jeremy White, uh, both teams were, were driving and, and Toon Squad was doing a good job of driving and scoring. Mm-hmm. But there was just one particular drive where he got picked off on the one yard line uh, for a touchback by Jeremy White. So just happened to be. Um, so they, they, what I'm trying to say is that they could have, they could have won the game. Uh, they, they were right in that game with, with cookie monsters. I want to say cookie monsters, but I'm actually going to go with tune squad. I agree for, for your question. I agree. I think they've now had that. They've, they've, they're past the point of, Oh, we're playing now in the men's division. We're we're straight out of FPF Junior. They've now accumulated three, four. Might this might even be their fifth season now playing in the men's. They're no longer relying on any sideline coaches. It's been a few seasons of that now, but now they're starting to get uh, the management of the game and and the the play calling and situational play calling. And I just like the the more experience that they've accumulated over the season so i'm going yeah they have a better template now than before yeah the outline is a lot more clear than what it was before for yeah. them and i do like two squad i think they can 
the, you know, the, they had those years in the COVID years, C-19 era, where great stars, but they would smoke because they knew they weren't at that mental, physical capacity yet because they were high schoolers practically, yeah. you know, first-year stage of kids. Yeah. But now they are a little bit older, a little bit more uh, uh, grizzled in terms of their FPF experience, and I think they can make a run. I'm not saying they can win, go to, like, the final year. Yeah, no, But no. they can win a game, maybe yeah. two. If, if things go their way, maybe three. But they definitely have the, the, the artillery to go far enough in terms of where they are now and make a deep run in the playoffs here or the knockout stages of, of, of Tier 4. So I'm intrigued to see what they do. But just below them, you got Bendo Break, Pack-A-Punch, make a run. They ran out spots 8, 9, and 10. Um, do you think, Iggy, one of these teams falls below the dollar line and who jumps up that's on the red side into the green territory? Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd probably lean towards Pack-A-Punch. Uh, though Megaron, I liked what I saw early on. And then they've lost a couple games that I would have expected them to win. So maybe there's some signs of trouble there. Uh, but I'd have to say Pack-A-Punch. And then who could jump them? Win Diesel again. That that's another team that they're they're kind of trending in the opposite direction, right? They we 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 outlined their struggles. Uh, Eagle did particularly early on uh, with Win Diesel. They're now sitting at three and three. If they were sitting either at zero and two or zero and three, they're now either on a two game or three game win streak. So uh, I I'd have to pick Win Diesel up, pack a punch down. Megaron's gonna be okay. Uh, I saw him play a couple of times now. Yeah, uh, and. Um, you can tell they've played before. Yeah, yeah. Not no, FBF, they're, but no, no, somewhere they're, else. They're, yeah. they're good. They're, they got some athletes in this team here. Um, Max Angulo is a solid quarterback. They got some ballers on, on the receiving side, very balanced attack. Their defense is very good. They love man-to-man. They, they, they challenge you to, to go yeah. and throw it up there and see what they can do. And you can see by their stats that they've had. Even the game that did uh, that they played against uh, Win Diesel, mm-hmm. they just ran on these guys. It was not even close at all. So Megaron, I think, is safe from that perspective here um, for where they're going to be at the end of the day. I think they will be a double status going towards the knockout stages. Um, The team that I think that could jump up here, as I'm waiting for my computer to load up with the stats here, the team that I'm I'm intrigued to see, though, is... Eagle? Skull. 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 Just time it up properly. Ready? Here we go. I refuse to do that. (laughs) <laughs> school I did it once for you Mo I know you're very like you're very like non-fun Peas would have been non-fun yeah. no Peas would not do that yes he would we we need a we need a peace take on the school clock yeah please get a recorded uh, thing from Peas please for next week thank you um, school I know they got whipped by uh, by Toon Squad by Toon Squad yeah but they they have the chance to sneak up, and I think they could do so. Like they beat Ramfins earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a close affair uh, against Threat Level Midnight, <coughs> albeit they lost that game here. So they've they've had two games which could have gone Tricky. their way. Yeah, they, they could have been five and one. I've seen them; they're good. But then they lose to Threat Level Midnight, and then lose like the, those those games. They to Toon Squad. It's fine if you lose to Toon Squad, forty-five to twenty-four. They sound they, very scoly, if you know what I mean. Mm. They sound school? Yeah, because this is exactly what the Vikings do every year. No, oh, yes. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Yes. Would it be better than Packers this year? What do you think? The Vikings or school? Yeah. Packers. What? Sorry, the uh, Vikings, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, they'll both they'll be like one victory over uh, the Packers. Sorry, Eagles. It's fine. Yeah. You're now big. you're now subject to mediocrity quarterback. I'll do it once every four years. <laughs> might, it might be for a while. You never know. Maybe. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be Raiders fan. We beat you guys though. <laughs> yeah, not earned. <laughs> That's fine. How's that earned? We beat you guys. Mm. On Monday night football. Well, by the way, when do we do the Arush challenge? Whenever we get the Arush. But the thing is, it's a little bit different, though. What's different about it? Because, I mean, I've, I don't really eat bread anymore. You don't eat bread Even anymore? Since, no. Do you eat anything? No, I, I, cha- I changed my whole diet. Like, I don't eat as much bread. Like, a very minimal bread. You, you, you and your pizzas. Pizzas is one thing. That's ah. But I'm saying on a daily basis, though, right? Cauliflower or what? Your cauliflower bread. No, but for your I'll do it for a roosh, but I need, I need like a bigger like window here because it's the it's gonna go through my system like there's no tomorrow. Well, there is no tomorrow I because know. you need an interception for life and death. I know, and Jerome couldn't do it. Couldn't decide, my new or uh, Sam. Anyway, he, um, went, he went with the interesting uh, take there. He definitely with did. the zone versus man. He definitely yeah. did. Anyway, so I'm watching out for school. That's my team. Okay. Going to see how this plays out. On to tier two. All right. Speaking of uh, a roosh, tier two. Yes, tier two. That's a great segue into tier two. All right, look, you look at ambush. You look at um, game changers as well, and finally a rouge. They're all struggling, but are they thought what they are? Like, are they where they are right now? In the standings for where the position is? Huh? What? They're struggling. Yes. <laughs> you want to try again? <laughs> they are where they are. Yeah, they are where they are. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> They are where they are. Okay. They're struggling. They are where they are. It's, it, are you trying to ask me, is that where they should be? Yes. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. It's been a long day. Um, I think Arush. So the last time they played in a fall cup was, uh, was last, last year. year. And they had like 18 games. They were, they were in tier three, though. And in their previous seasons, they did play tier two. But there were only three tiers. So this is their first time. And, and, and you know what? I was actually thinking about Arush because we were going to maybe pick it up today. That they've usually played in the fall. So their ratings haven't usually been adjusted like most teams. They did play in the winter. So their ratings have slightly gone up. But not like at the same pace as these other teams. So this is actually the first like struggling season that they've had in a, in a few seasons now. And so, but it's normal. Like they're, they're now starting to play teams that are up to their level. Cause I believe they went undefeated last year in tier three. Uh, so I'm okay with where, the, where they're sitting at with two, three and two. If that, you know, if, if one, t- uh, one of those ties goes to a win and one of them becomes a loss, they're three and four. Yeah. That's pretty much where they should be. Ambush. If you think, I think, Ben McMahon and Ambush, I think amazing teams. But then because he takes a, a like 19-point cap hit because of his QB flex, he, his roster's not as strong as it usually is. So 3-3-1, three, three and one, five, uh, batting 500 here in a really tough Tier 2 division is, is totally acceptable. So for me, it's game changers, 3-3. Three and three. This seems, and I say that, and they might be like, oh, oh why are you hating on us? It's actually a compliment. I think this team should be better than three and three. That's a really good team with Anton Sakic, 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 Sakic. They, they, to me, should be four and two. 
I think five and one would have been tough, but I think they should be four and two. I think one one of their losses should have been a win. Yeah, you know what? After they they had that win over Don Bougie in the spring season, yeah. and mm-hmm. they never recovered from that game. They went on a bye never, week. For, they never recovered from a win. No, because <laughs> they went on a three week bye week. They had they had all their games in the first. <laughs> You're cracking me up. No, here. but I'm, I'm serious though. They 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 never recovered from their win. Okay, they I've never, never did, heard this because they went on a three week bye week because they it was that yes. it was an inbound schedule. Was so they never to, recovered from the long break. <laughs> yeah. Never covered the bye week. <laughs> Never recovered. Three week bye week. And now, and now what? Oh, oh, our, oh! Maybe we're making a very uh, insightful point here. How long have they been off for? They've been off for two weeks. So, yes. are you suggesting that now their two week break, they're going to struggle? Yeah. Perhaps against Fins Up and yeah. against Dirty Birds. Yeah, Fins Up. They're going to have okay. difficulty playing Dirty Birds, who are a good team. And Fins Up, man. You know they they've uh, they they look good. very good. They look very good. They could be your dark horses going towards the playoffs, but. I think game changers are the team to watch out. Arouche, you know, they I just find that they're just missing something. They're missing something from that roster right now. I mean, it's uh, a step up, yes. Yeah. But they're missing that piece. And could they could they find that piece for the winter season? Right. If they're back. It's because they have the wide receiver one, Simone Lozier. Yes. Absolutely. And then after that, I think what they're missing is a true wide receiver two. Because I think they have a bunch of wide receiver threes after. And, and they're all really good. I yeah. like Bastien, Faneuf Thibault. Um, Felix Menard. Felix Menard. Um, their snapper. Uh, I'm forgetting their name. Uh, I know Thomas Legault is not the snapper, but he's a good uh, wide receiver three. And, like, they, they have a lot of depth, and they're, it's good depth, but they're missing that key cog yeah. uh, at, at, at the wide receiver, wide receiver two slot. Right, right. And I just think if they can find that piece – they become more dynamic with their offensive play calling for next year. And Antoine Prefontaine yeah. is a snapper. Sorry. Eric Lalone would have a better, you know, than trying to force feed Simon Loisier all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 55 so. targets. I mean, 55 for Lozier and 46 for Prefontaine. Yeah. That's a so lot of targets. N- 90, 90 targets between your snapper and your yeah, wife. We need a little bit more communism to kind of spread the wealth here of targets yeah. and kind of get them more yeah. in that range. But if they can find a target, uh, a, a second solid option here for Lalonde, I think that helps them immensely yep. in terms yep. of where they want to be. Le Pot et Bessette. Yeah. How surprised? I'm surprised. I'm very surprised that they are where they are right now, which is at two and five. And for them, they are on the borderline of maybe getting into the top eight. But they could still make it? They could still make it. The two oh, and five, yeah. right? Yep. I mean, it has to go their way. There has to be a lot of things that go their way. But how surprised are you that this team has struggled and are going to probably be a single elimination status going towards the knockout stages? I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. I think I convinced myself out of it. I think... At, at initial glance, you say Pot de Besset, Fred Paquette Perot throwing two and five. What? But then, if you think about it, they didn't play Division B last year. They were in Division C, which was a good division. Don't get me wrong. I, they, they beat me on a Hail Mary play. But um, they're finally playing the competition that they should be playing. Mm-hmm. And all these games, I mean, most of them have been pretty close. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're close games. And like, yeah, they're they're close games and they're playing in the right division. And while, you know, two and five in a professional league is not a good record, it's not a terrible record in, in, in FPF. So am I surprised? Yes, at first glance, but then you take a deeper dive like the Eagle is with the schedule and 
No, not really. And plus, last game, they didn't have uh, Paquet Pero. They they had uh, uh, Raf Dajne throwing against uh, Kiss My In-Laws. So, they could have been 3-4. and four. Win-loss here. They're 3-4, and 2-5. and five. Not surprised. Just trying to do the math in my head here quick, quick. Yeah. Uh, they're 101, 102. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I know... One in three in games set by five points less. One in three, yeah. Like, that's... They they could easily be three and one, right? Yeah. We, we could be saying, wow, look at this team, five and two, shining star. They, they're... It's, I'll say this. That's a scary team to, to go up against in a one... No, play, one, I, I wouldn't want to play them. One ga- one playoff game elimination. Would not right? want to play them. Like, that that combination of uh, of Paquet Perot and uh, Tristan Fiscasso is scary. It's really tough to stop it. Yeah. What what stops it is when Paquet Perot's inaccurate with his ball and it goes out of bounds five yards over uh, Fiscasso's head. That's how you stop it. Yeah. No, I just I just think they, yeah. they are going to be tough, whoever they get. You yep. know, they might get into that, you know, final quarterfinal window, maybe yep. semifinal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. You go their way. Okay, among the one win-win teams, Voodoo, Boys Are Back, Junkyard Dogs, and still CRA, who are you liking? It's pretty easy. Because the, all four of them like uh, have some history in FPF or some long-term history in yep. FPF, right? All, all of them do. Yeah, yeah. You know, some form of history in FPF. So who are you liking? I think it's obvious. Do you do you have one that sticks out? Still CRA. Really? That's not. Yep. For me, it's Junkyard Dogs. Go, I, I, go I'm not confident it's JYD, man. I go, go for still CRA. Reason make why. Make case. If Bacalani comes back healthy, okay, it helps the passing game. Niroche sure. is uh, a really good. Niroche Suresh is a really good receiver. Absolutely. Don't disagree. Uh, Tomai Lejoie is a good receiver. Um, they just got to get Ro- uh, Ryan Carruth playing better. Uh, He's so many picks. Yeah, and that's I think that's because of the position they're in and the division they're in. I think they're in the wrong division this year. I don't think they're in the right spot for where they want to be. But Carruth, I know he's thrown a lot of INTs, but if he can get that that magic dust and create some momentum, right? One or two games where he keeps a clean game. He, he maybe throw one INT, but. If he keeps a clean game, those three, four touchdowns, I give this team a chance, man. I really do. Remember, this this is a team. Sorry, this is a team. A few years ago, that was a heavy favorite to win, and they came up. They were one and done, or they were done in the early round of a playoff. This this composition, of this team. Div it was one to season, five? whatever it was. So they well, had they had the pedigree. They had the pedigree, man. But it matters if it's div five. Okay, and we're talking uh, tier. three. Tier two now, if it's the four, that has a bit more you know weight that comes with it. To me, the difference between Ryan Karouf and Jason Rossi is that Ryan Karouf will force the ball and and will create scenarios in which they're down big mm-hmm. or di- just down in general. Yeah. Whereas Jason Rossi needs the game context. To be that they're you know down and by 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 two possessions, and then his game starts spiraling down, and then he's throwing the interceptions. I'm not sure if I was clear with that, but to me, it's that Ryan Caruth's 
overzealousness and trying to fit a ball into a tight window because he has a rocket of an arm leads to tip balls by, you know, my God, he's throwing a rocket and it's a hard ass ball too. And my God, when it was cold out, I can't imagine tip balls that get picked off or they're just super tight windows. He, he creates the scenarios where they're down big. Whereas Jason Rossi, the game scenario of being down big leads him to, to throw more interceptions. Yeah, but I just find this roster that Rossi has for um, – It's a good – I like the roster. It's okay, but they're not there, man. It's always like they're not they're on the same consistent roster. Like, Van Robson true. missing one game. That's true. Van Desjardins missed the game. Yeah. You know, they don't have the same components in place. When they're all there, though, it's a good yeah, roster. Yeah, it's a good roster, man. But, like, it's like I don't I – don't, I, I feel like still Sherry has a bit of that wild card in them. They, they, I, I feel the same about Junkyard Ducks. We're, we're on different uh, wavelengths. No, this. we're on the exact same wavelength, just about a different team. Different teams, indeed. Yeah. Speaking of teams. Yes. Uh, the big news in the IOC world of the Olympic Committee is that they've approved the plethora of sports, including flag football. All right. Yeah. We made it. We made it. We, did we made it. No, no. I mean, you know, we made it, you know. All of us. All of us. We're going to wear the gold medal on our, on our uh, necks when Canada wins. Uh, but first off, congratulations to those who who put in a lot of hard work and effort to get in this sport to be certified by the IOC for the Olympic Games of 2028. Um, people have asked me, and you know, what do you think? You know, working in the sports world, how can this play off for, for flag football? By all means, I want it to succeed, but the reality is we know Eagle Niggs that a new sport takes time to settle and kind of grow. So this might take three, if not four Olympic games, if it does last that long for the world to catch on and yeah. create competition. Because the reality is, I told you off air guys, right? The NBA, when they said, we're going to dream team 1992 Barcelona, what has happened 30 years later, we see the worldwide influx of players, male and female playing WNBA and NBA. And it's flourished. Flag football is a different sport because it's new and it's, it's established in North America. It's yeah. an established in other markets like Europe, some Europe markets, South Tokyo, America. Japan, South America, parts of that. But it's going to take a little bit of time for this to kind of develop here, let the seeds harvest and kind of grow. So what I think is going to happen is that we're going to see probably USA, Mexico, and Canada be your top three for women's. And then the same thing for the men's, where it's going to be USA, Canada, and Mexico. But the NFL will have an influence in this situation here because the NFL realized, like the NBA did 30 years ago, 40 years ago, we need to tap into the worldwide market so this sport is played by everyone out there and becomes a must-watch. So this is where the NFL will have an influence. And I'm happy, but, you know, if you're Canada, if you're Mexico, if you're these teams, you better bring your A++++++ because yeah. they are going to bring their top hitters for this event in L.A. because they want to make sure this sport sticks and becomes a prominent sport for life. That said, A++, who, who is A++? What are we doing? We are doing, what if we had our starting five for the men's and women's Olympic team for Team Canada from FPF? We're doing a, a starting five offense and defense? No, no, this start this five. This five. Just five. Just five. That because we start doing that, question. it becomes very uh, complicated because, you know, Mike Pierce saying, well, hey, what about me? I'm like, well, Mike, you're not good enough for my starting five, bro. Simple what's, as that. What's the starting five offense? This, yeah, yeah, you're five. This five. You're five because, remember, obviously it's oh, not it's two-way. Yeah, yeah, it's, you're five. You're five because remember, in at the Olympics, it's not going to be the, your team Quebec going as Team Canada. They're going to bring the best of the best, right? Yeah. So we're going to see our five best Quebec players and our five best Quebec players, male and female, 
that would go representing Team Canada. Wait, 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 wait. I thought we were doing something different. I thought we were doing the the the, the five best FPF players. Yeah, FPF players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. FPF okay. guys. Okay. That, okay. That's what I'm saying. My five best uh, FPF players. However, the website was down earlier today, so I only got four <laughs> for, the, for the women's team. So I'm going to have to figure out my fifth one right now okay. on the fly here. Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, you want to go first? For, for women's? women's? Yeah, women's, yeah. Okay. My starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I saw yours. Yes. So I had to go with the other. I know you did. Sarah Parker. Not, no she surprise. did promote it to, today yeah, to Team yeah. Canada. She, she, How well would it be if she got cu- cut from Team Canada? Sorry, you're not making a team. We've got to go with someone else. Um, we can have the same players. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever, yeah, you yeah, yeah. whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, okay, so they're, they're two-way. They're playing both ways. It, this is the five best. Like You can say these are the five best are going to go represent Team Canada. This matters about two-way nothing. This is the five best players. Okay. I still think my, my list uh, is fine. Um, are we going to do five and then the one that we Why start? are you making this so complicated? Yeah, pick dude, five people. Five Sarah yeah. Parker. Laurence Pombriand. I have Catherine Gaumont making the roster. Mm-hmm. I have Caroline Moquin-Joubert at number yeah. four. Yeah. And my fifth player. I need a rusher. You can take whoever you want. You're five best, man. Doesn't matter. I was gonna take. Uh, it's, it's hard. I'll, yeah, I'll go uh, Sabrina Gervais as my fifth. Okay. All right. So I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I got. I got some height. I have, uh, you know, the height in Laurence Pombrian, Catherine Gamon. I have the speediness, shiftiness, and defensive play. Uh, and two-way play of Caroline Monquin, Schubert, and Sabrina Gervais. I, I like my uh, my team there. I like your team. It's a solid, solid here. Okay, uh Cass is going for me. She's got experience uh, with Team Canada, tackle. Mm-hmm. She's a gamer. I think she's ready to roll. Uh, Laurence Pompagnon would be a matchup nightmare for yeah. a lot of uh, for a lot of the opponents, but they need her size to yeah. match up with the Americans. That's going to be massive. Yeah. Emma Racine. Okay. I know she came off an injury. Yep. But she you got to project five years in advance. Yeah, yeah, and she she's on that radar, man. Like uh, I think she's a baller. Yep. I remember watching her play during the C19, and she was dominant. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's a killer out there, a cerebral assassin and how she is. Uh, that's someone I'm watching out for. Marie-Lou Bellon. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, I think the, the Bellon, we might have our first sibling gold medal winners. Ooh. Guillaume Bellon and Marie-Lou Bellon. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, I think though Marie-Lou would definitely make it on my team. I, see, I know I pick Molecast. Sarah Parker would be a close to me. I, look, I think Sarah Parker it's, will be. It's one A, one B. Yeah, exactly. Sarah it's, Parker's gonna go. They are interchangeable. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Sarah Parker would go, but that fifth spot, I, I just thought, like I said, let me go wild card, right? Okay. Ooh, let me go wild card because I think we've seen athletes transition transition from one sport to another sport in the Olympics. Gigi Camilo Bonte. Oh, I yeah. like that yeah, one. Yeah, basketball player to a flag She's football player. Good man, she is. Good. Yeah. She is a difference maker out yeah. there. She makes plays happen both sides. Absolutely. I love that pick. Absolutely. Love that pick. You go from a basketball player to a football player. Hopefully in five years she'll be healed up. Rochelle Valliere is also probably on that yeah, list. Rochelle's, uh, yes. the, yeah, Rochelle's. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. But Emma Racine, I think, is the one to watch out for in the long view. I think she's going to make Team Canada. I really do. And remember, it's not going to be Quebec representing. It's going to be all of Canada. 
from Victoria, BC to St. John's, Newfoundland, and points in between. The best of the best will be representing Canada. Can't wait. All right, the men's. Should I go first? Yeah, you start now. Joe Mayer. Okay. Chris Miard. Okay. Mill- uh, Millard, but I call him Miard. He likes that. Miard. Uh, James Drysdale. Yeah. Yep. You need that type of uh, Spider-Man, yep. you know, Cirque du Soleil type of body. Canadian Tyreek Hill. No, he's not. <laughs> he's like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> he's like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Julien Paymont. Oh. Yeah, I think he's smart. He fits that type of play. And Adriel Gomez. I think you need that little edge. You know, the Americans are going to be swaggering its way through, and AJ will come back with a nice couple of missiles towards Team USA. So okay. give me AJ Gomez. All right. I have uh, some similarities, some differences, though. Uh, quarterbacking the team in five years, Joe Mayer. Snapping for him, uh, Mike Piercin. James Drysdale on the team, so uh, commonality there. Number four, Phil Farah. Yep. Yeah, f- yeah, you used to Phil yeah. Farah there, and number five, AJ Gomes. Yeah, you yeah. do. You need that. You do need that fire. That 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 get the team mojo going oh, when man. they get riled up. Oh man, is he going to be okay to play? Because they're going to test man for all sorts of uh, <laughs> things for all starts. I mean, okay, put it this way. If you're on, like, the Canadian Flag Football Committee, they're going to be stringent with you in terms of what you can and can't do. Like, Yo, you're gonna be man, can he go? Can he survive not taking that uh, tree? The trees. The trees for a good year or six, seven months, right? Because Olympic qualifying, I would imagine, right? Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, they test you for that. Oh, that's we'll Ashley. Peas, peas, you're, you're out, man. You're, you're out. out. You're out, peas. Yeah, it's Ashley out. All right, it's now time for the BuzzFit promo. Hey, FPF players, <laughs> looking to take your fitness to the next level? BuzzFit Gyms has a special offer just for you. Join us today with no initiation costs. Get ready to score big in the gym and on the field. Visit us at BuzzFit Gyms and seize this exclusive deal now. And now we can get to our games of the week. Let's do it. Get back on that track. I mean, this is the first time you do games a week in what feels like forever. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. yes. All right. Let's go through these. We're yep. going to start with Coed Tier 1, the IG team and Fit Squad. IG team. Uh, It's close, actually, but I'll go IG team. And this is going to be a short week for sure. Coed 2, who's going to carry the boats? Free agents no more. Carry the boats. The boats. Next, we have Tier 1, Royaume Luminaire, 450 Ballers. Uh, 450. Uh, on a smaller field, Royaume Luminaire. Cap Friendly Braves, hashtag NR. CFB. Yeah, the Braves. Terror Squad, KGP. KGP. Uh, I'll go Terror Squad. All Get right. The first win of the season. We're going to go Tier 3. Uh, Killer Rays, Trap Stars. Rays. Yeah, it's, that's that's actually a good one. Uh, Killer Rays. Rico Riders, Team Sexy. Team, uh, R- R- Riders, sorry. Yeah, I'll go with more experience, more size, Rico Riders. Women's Division, Red Nation, Wolfpack. <laughs> what? More experience, more size. <laughs> Carry on, please, Rico. Pick a team, Red Nation, Wolfpack. Uh, I'll go Red Nation. I'm going Wolfpack. How easily distracted sometimes. <laughs> Tier 4. Oh, really? Skull, okay. pack a punch. 
School. There was not even a clap. Uh, I'll go school. Bend, don't break. Megaron. Megaron. Uh, Megaron, but it's close. Bloodline, mutation. Mutation. Uh, mutation. Pack a punch. Salts and a pepper. Pack a punch. Uh, salts and a pepper. Bloodline, only flags. Only flags. I'll go only flags. Dewey molasses. Shat rats. Dewey molasses. Uh, Dewey. And lastly, tier two, Junk Pure Dogs, Easy W. Easy W. Uh, Easy W. Les Potabesset, Arush. This is a good rivalry. I'm gonna go, really? Uh, yeah, it's a good rivalry. Yeah, it's a good rivalry. I'm going to go the uh, Pot. It's the first time. I'll go Pot. Well, they, they all know each other. They play with Miguel. Okay. Like oh, okay. Potabesset. Fins up, game changers. Uh, fins up. That one's tough. That one's tough. I'll go fins up by one point. The boys are back. The Stoics. 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 And lastly, Voodoo, Dirty Birds. Dirty Birds. Dirty Birds. And that is our games of the week. Okay. That was quick. All right. Um, Just a reminder, I know there was uh, an offside by us about the winter registration and stuff, but please keep that open that is going to be revealed officially not to be determined date to be determined sometime in november we would imagine yeah we're actually going to be meeting about it tomorrow so we want to do roster rating revisions for yeah. fall cup but november 1st the season's still active so we're just going to figure out yeah. what we got to do there and, everything. and and for those who think they need to lower their cap we recommend you send your submission as soon as possible because winter's the biggest season in terms of numbers these guys, trust me, get a lot of emails and sometimes weren't to get lost through the cracks and we don't see it till the day of and it becomes a real headache. So please send your submissions as soon as possible once it is officially a go time. I was going to say once the new ratings are posted. Don't yeah, send it now because yes. I'm not going to do shit. Exactly. Yeah. Once it's official go time. All right. Magic words, please. Uh, what happened recently? Uh, good night. Atlanta Braves. Good night, Kirby Doc. Oh, no. That's sad. 